So, I, when I say there are three things primary, which I don't mean those are the only three things necessary for us to minister God's word in a good way. But these are the three that come to my mind is very important. Um, I mentioned that first of all we must recognize when we speak that we are speaking as the utterances of God. And um, second thing I want to say is to be disciplined in the use of your mouth. You can't expect God to use your mouth when you stand up to speak. If the devil is using your mouth the rest of the time. Many people have destroyed their ministry by careless use of their mouth. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue. It's an amazing verse. There's another verse in Proverbs which says, a wise tongue is like a tree of life. Imagine, the tree of life can grow out of your mouth. Or you can kill people. There are two fires mentioned in the New Testament. One is axed to a tongue of fire on top of people when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then in James 3, the same tongue which is set on the fire of hell. So, your tongue can have the fire of the Holy Spirit or the fire of hell. If you want God to use your tongue, be very careful in the use of it the rest of the time. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. And you can't control your tongue unless you control your heart. See, a lot of people say, okay, I'm going to control my tongue from today onwards. That's impossible. Because it depends what's in your heart. See, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 35, the good man brings out of his good treasure what is good, the evil man brings out of his evil treasure what is evil. And where is, it, where is this treasure stored, the evil treasure and the good treasure? Verse 33, uh, 34, sorry. The mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. 
So he says verse 34 the earlier part if you are evil then how can you speak what is good So the thing to control is not our tongue The thing to control is our heart Supposing dirty water is coming out of my tap It may be due to the dirt tap being dirty But if all the taps are producing dirty water, what does that show? The tank upstairs is dirty. So go and clean the tank. And automatically the clean water will come from the tank. From the so, the tank is the heart. And the the mouth is like the tap from which the tank from the water comes. So we have to make sure that the tank is clean. Then the mouth will be clean. the mouth will be okay. Begin with the heart. That means the thoughts you think about people. You think certain type of thoughts. Those one day or the other, those type of words will come. Guard your thoughts. You you have always spoken what you have thought in your heart. It's the same with God's word. If you have God's word in your heart, you meditate on it, think about it frequently, it will come forth from your mouth. But, if you are only interested in speaking when you come up at the meeting, out of the abundance of the heart, you will start speaking in the meeting. You are irritated with so many people in the church. Your wife has told you so many things about different people. And as a pure servant of the as an impure servant of the devil, you stand up and speak whatever is in your heart. So, we shouldn't listen to everything our wife tells us about other people. I mean, you can listen to it, but don't let it get into your heart. Certain things your wife says should come through here and go out through here. The I saw a cartoon once of a woman talking to her husband. And the words were, aren't you listening to what I am saying, going out from the other ear. <laughs> and everything he says, coming out from here and going out. I said, that's great. <laughs> See, sometimes our wives may be burdened or disturbed and they are not, they are the weaker sex. They may vomit out certain things. It's better they vomit into your lap than go to some other sister somewhere else and vomit into her lap. So when your wife wants to vomit, say okay. Let it all out. But let it go through. Don't keep it. 
because that i've seen many uh, many bro- elder brothers are speaking what somebody else has told them not what god has told them devan sonnale anaiyum uppur pesuvalai veri yaro thangalukku sonna kaariyangalai ange prasangamaga no if like paul at the household of chloe wrote to paul about certain things in corinth he writes saying correcting those things that's different anal chloe yaru vita That's different. God gives that type of authority to an apostle or a prophet. But, but to just speak what some complaint you heard from some carnal brother or from your wife and all, that's not the message for the church. You have to listen to what God is trying to say to you. The abundance, so be careful with your mouth. Even in private conversation. Let me tell you this. The more responsibility you have, the more careful you must be with your mouth. Jeremiah chapter 15. The Lord told Jeremiah and verse 19 If you return, you will stand before me and if you extract the precious from the worthless, you will be my spokesman. That means if in all your conversation you take out what is precious and throw away all the garbage. And then you will be my spokesman. Then you will speak for me. See in the Old Testament there is a psalm which says um, the words of the Lord are pure words refined seven times. Uh, I think it is um, is it 19 or is it 19 or 12 I'm not sure it's either 12 or 19 the words of the lord are pure words refined seven times yeah chapter psalm 12 and verse 6 you know psalm 12 by the way is the james 3 of the old testament both are about the tongue <laughs> Psalm 12 and James 3 read them Very very good psalm I don't have time to go through it But here it says verse 6 the words of the Lord are pure words as silver refined in the furnace seven times Um that means I I have looked at it like this I want to say something I say, well, is that the best way to say it? I throw it back into the furnace in my heart. And try to purify it. And I examine it and throw it back in the furnace again. And I throw it back and throw it back seven times and then I get pure words. It's like whenever I have to write a strong letter to somebody, I usually throw it back much more than seven times. You know, when I have to correct somebody or set something right, um, sometimes I spend days 
before i finally send that letter throwing it back throwing it back little more impurity little more impurity till as far as humanly possible it's god's word and that's how that's how we improve our ministry also we we have to purify it in the furnace for it to be the words of the Lord. After every message you preach, I mean, I judge myself, you know, from what I spoke yesterday. Especially when I lie down at night at bed before going to bed and say, Lord, just show me what was it, how did I say it and did I say it right? See, a lot of us, our words are not being purified because we never put it in the furnace any time. And that's why we year after year after year after year we're just boring people and boring people and boring people. We have to be very careful with the words of our mouth. There must be a discipline. See, one of the things we lack among all Christians is discipline. Um, when I'll give you one example. You know, different times, different meetings, we say, please speak for ten minutes. Or in our local churches, sometimes speak for three minutes. I think one percent I'm not exaggerating. One percent of elders know how to do that. Whether senior elders or junior elders. It's because we just don't respect authority. Ah, who is that fellow to say three minutes? I want to speak ten minutes. Okay, go ahead. But God sees that. Respect authority. You know, when I go to different places, I ask them, how long do you want me to speak? If they say, if they say 10 minutes, I stick to 10 minutes. If they say finish by so and so time, I finish by so and so time. I remember when I used to speak on the radio. Twelve minutes. You will continue to speak if you want, but it's all switched off there. <laughs> it's like that. Do you know that a lot of people sitting in your congregation have switched off even after three minutes? You can continue for the next one hour. You are, you are standing there imagining the great prophet whom God is speaking and all that. But all the radios are switched off. They are thinking about what shall we cook tomorrow for lunch and uh, I have to do this work next week. You can continue. And at the end of one hour you say, Ah, prophet has spoken. Don't deceive yourself. 
Dear brothers, most of us have got a very high opinion about how long we think we can speak. நாம் எவ்வளவு நேரம் பேச வேண்டும் என்கிற விஷயத்திலே நம்மளே अनेகர் என்ன வண்டி அளவுக்கு மிஞ்சிதான் நின்றிருக்கோம். I've seen in uh, I noticed this even in some of the Tamil Nadu conferences. Tamil Nadu conference கூட்டங்களிலே கூட நான் கவனித்திருக்கிறேன். The elder brother there will say, "Okay, now we will hear these three brothers." இந்த மூன்று சகோதரர்கள் இப்பொழுது பேசுவார்கள் என்று சொல்வார்கள். and you know in half an hour the meeting has to finish in the mari mari nerathile and the kootam mudiya vendum every brother has got to do a simple division 30 divided by 3 that's all upporu nimadam irukkadhu endrusna ovvoru sagodharanum oru vaguthal kanakku pottu paathuvattu ovvoru vaguthal moonru you need to know simple little simple division and all eliya vaguthal therinal podum but first all we'll get up and speak for 25 minutes முதல் நபர் எழுந்திருந்து 25 நிமிடம் பேசினார் சம்டைम्स इवन 45 मिनिट्स சில சமயத்துல 45 நிமிடம் கூட பேசுறாங்க these are elder brothers எல்லாரும் மூப்பர்கள் who were told by the elder in the next half an hour we'd like to hear three brothers அடுத்த அரை மணி நேரம் மூன்று சகோதரர்கள் பேசுவார்களே அந்த தலைப்பை மூப்பர் சொல்லிருப்பாங்க either they don't know division or they have got fantastic conceit about themselves ஒன்று அவங்களுக்கு எப்படி வகுப்பது என்று தெரியாமல் இருக்கலாம் இல்லவிட்டால் தங்களை குறித்து மிகவும் அதிகப்படியாக பார்ப்பாங்க they say who is this fellow he is a junior elder i am a senior elder அல்லது இவர் யார் இவர் இளைய மூப்பரா இருக்கிறாரே நான் மூத்த மூப்பரா இருக்கிறேன் என்று எல்லாம் i sat and listened to them It's okay, if it's a word from God, we don't mind listening for two hours. Also, break all rules. But all these brothers who have violated the rules, I have never once heard them say anything from God. But, but they imagine they are speaking from God. have a sober estimate about yourself and if some elder brother says three brothers must speak and you know the meeting is finished in half an hour do a simple division there are you going to say na kutte mudikku vendum adu vari moonru samudhu pesuvarum endru sonnal eliya oru vaguthal kanakke potu paarkkum if there are six pieces of fish on the table and there are three brothers to eat ஆறு மீன் துண்டுகள் மேஜையில் இருக்கிறது மூன்று சகோதரர்கள் சாப்பிட வேண்டும் should you have to fast and pray how many pieces you have to take நீ எத்தனை மீன் துண்டை சாப்பிட வேண்டும் என்று உபவாசம் பண்ணி தெவித்து கண்டுபிடிக்க போகிறீர்களா and if you take five and say okay please take the others the other two நீங்கள் ஐந்து துண்டை நீங்கள் எடுத்து சாப்பிட்டு மற்ற இரண்டு பேரும் இந்த ஒரு துண்டை நீங்கள் பகிர்ந்து கொள்ளப்போகிறீர்கள் exactly what many people are doing in the meetings கூட்டவேளை இதே போலதான் அநேகர் செய்கிறார்கள் I heard of one wise brother who taught his elder a lesson in one church. It was a church where different brothers were allowed to speak. But this elder brother would take such a long time that nobody else got a chance to say anything. Others would get half a minute, half a minute, and this fellow would go on for one hour. So during breaking of bread, when the bread came to this brother, he took about three quarters, three quarters of the bread and ate it up. <laughs> so little left for all the others. what to do you can't create a confusion in the middle so elder said i want to see you after the meeting and the usual they passed 
And the elder said, you don't have any sense. This one bread has to be divided among so many people. He said, that's exactly what I wanted to tell you also. <laughs> we have so much time in a meeting, it has to be divided among the brothers who have to share the word. You take so much time. Now, there are brothers whom God gives a very unusual gift. To, like Paul, like Paul and all, I mean, if Paul were here, I would just let him speak all the time. But in our regular church meetings where we don't have so many prophets and apostles in our church, we must have a humbler attitude. I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody has to speak because everybody is not called to speak. But in a church of hundred, if four people have the gift to speak, then those four brothers should speak. So, don't misunderstand me. Discipline. Discipline in time. Discipline in the use of our tongue. I have a little tract here which is we circulated a long time ago on discipline. This is, this is uh, written by a very godly brother. This is an extract. It's not by me. It's but I'll try and give you a copy of this after maybe sometime today or tomorrow. Okay. Let me just say, share a few things with you because it will affect the use of our tongue also. Paul said, I train my body to do what it should do. Not what it wants to do. 1 Corinthians 9.27 The fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Discipline is what believers today need the most, but they don't want it at all. So, first of all, Say, Lord, help me to be a disciplined person. Frequently think about the tremendous disappointment you're going to be to God if you're just going to be lazy. So, let's begin with the simple things first. Tongue and all is much more difficult to control. Start with simple things like in your home, don't make unnecessary work for your wife. Don't throw your clothes around here and there and your wife has to pick it up. Don't throw your shoes and other things here and there, the wife has to go and arrange it. These are little things. Little things. Try and keep your place clean. When you got up from your bed, do your bed, whether you roll it up or put a sheet over it or whatever it is. Be thoughtful. 
other people are living here let me make it easy for them okay then show respect to all men it's a matter of discipline when somebody is talking to you listen to him and i tell you when you talk to when somebody is talking to you and you are talking to someone a disciplined person will say right now you are the most important person in the world to me right now not uh, uh, just quickly finish come on no if you are if you are in a hurry that's okay in a church meeting don't look here and there and what speed is that fan running and these are not the things to look in a church meeting listen to what the speaker is saying and if you are if he is boring you just keep looking at your watch no i mean what to do i myself uh, when somebody is thoroughly boring i just look down and read my bible so that i don't waste my time because i'm not getting anything out of what this guy is saying i want to redeem the time i have got only 24 hours a day i can't allow this fellow to waste 45 minutes of that okay he can continue i have got to read something here redeem the time disciplined there's a lot of wastage of time in our church meetings and that's why we drive young people away have a sober estimate of yourself make the meetings interesting i i'll, I'll never forget the true story i heard of dl moody he used great evangelist in the 19th century and he when he was going to speak in a meeting with a large crowd he said brother so and so will pray that fellow thought oh fantastic opportunity to impress all these thousands of people let me pray <laughs> he prayed and 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 prayed everybody was getting bored dial modi got up and said while our brother is finishing his prayer we will sing him number so and so Yeah, we won't stop him let him continue his prayer let the rest of us will sing so people got up and sang i don't know what that chap did whether he stopped or <laughs> see the best part of it there was a man who had come to listen to dl moody he was an atheist and he listened to this fellow praying 
He said, I didn't come here to hear this. He was just about to get up and go away. When he heard D.L. Moody say, while he's finishing, we'll sing. So he said, at least there's one sensible fellow here. So let me sit down and... And he sat down and listened and he got converted in that meeting. If D.L. Moody had thought, oh, will he get offended if I... Uh, start singing while he's praying, he would have lost one soul. We are, we are so bothered. Oh, will so-and-so be offended? Will so-and-so... I couldn't care less if they are offended. Let God be glorified in the church. There are... In the early days, conferences and all, we used to allow people to speak. I had to tell so many people, Brother, we, uh, would you mind sitting down half a minute more? Okay. Then, another something about discipline. Uh, when you have a number of jobs to do, do the most difficult things first. The most important things. Otherwise, you do all the easy things which are unimportant, you will not have time to do the most important things. Try to discipline yourself to reply to the letters you get. Even if it's one line. Somebody is waiting for a reply. I mean, if you have a ministry where you get hundreds of letters and you can't reply, then you've got to ask somebody to help you. But be in time for church meetings or try your best to be in time. You may get a flat tire or something, you'll be late or, or small children suddenly want to go to the toilet just before you're starting out to the meeting. So, no, all that is understandable. There are many Good reasons why sometimes people are late for the meeting. I found my wife used to come late for many meetings because just before the meeting somebody will come for some medical consultation. So there are so many reasons why some people can be late. So I'm not talking about such times. I'm saying when there's no other interruption, no other reason, try to be in church. But for that you must plan ahead. If somebody says, let's meet at 4.30, don't start from your house at 4.30. Go there, plan, it will take me half an hour to get there, I've got to start at 4 o'clock. Or, this may be a rush time of traffic, maybe I have to start at 3.30. Why? Because if, when I, we have arranged for me to fight 4.30 and I go at 5 o'clock, I have stolen half an hour of his time. I will not even steal one rupee from his pocket. Many of us who have such a, who are so careful not to steal one rupee from a brother, steal many minutes of their time. 
ஒரு ரூபாயை கூட திருடக்கூடாது என்று மிகவும் கௌரவமாக இருக்கிற அனைத்து நூறு and he works let's say 40 hours or 50 hours a week 200 hours a month 10000 rupees 10000 is 50 rupees per hour 50 man hours i have stolen 2500 rupees in one sunday morning imagine going every sunday morning and stealing 2500 rupees from the church offering box no, 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 i don't touch the offering box you are touching the offering box because god gave you 15 minutes to speak and you spoke for 45 minutes and 100 people got bored for half an hour you know when fourth standard we used to have questions like this if so many hours so one man works how many man hours does it become if 100 people get bored for half an hour how many man hours is lost thing don't waste time in daydreaming that's all right for young girls who are in love or something like that but use your spare time to read some good christian books or help help someone or fellowship with somebody If you are a young person and you are in love okay they dream a little bit that's all right uh, but use the time another thing when your plans are all confused because of some things happened during the day which you didn't expect don't get all upset say lord okay i got an hour rearrange my days program because of this unexpected event and say okay lord romans 828 i believe some reason why you were allowed this another thing in conversations with the opposite sex always keep, keep a little reserve and distance I don't mean just physically I mean even in the type of conversation Friendship can become affection and affection can become lust 
Be very careful in counseling ladies. Never sit alone with them in a room. Counsel them along with another brother. Or, or in an open place, the door open and people are around. Otherwise, you can ruin your whole life. You can ruin your family. Don't think because you are married, you won't be tempted. <clears throat> Another area of discipline is to master our moods. You know, one day it's bright and sunny, another day it's all rainy and gloomy. And, and we have feelings which vary. But disciplined person says, I'm going to do the right thing whether I feel good or feel bad. doesn't make a difference. I'm going to read God's word just like I go to office whether I feel like it or don't feel like it. You know, you know all of you, there are many days when you don't feel like going to work but you still go. There are days even now when I don't feel like reading the Bible, I read it. It's like going to work. Another thing, discipline. Don't say everything that comes to your mind. A lot of things may come to your mind. Don't say it. Don't have a great desire to be the first person who conveys certain exciting news. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about that? And you know, I heard this over there. And I heard this over here. And this thing, what about you? What is your view on this? So many things. I mean, if you want to preach God's word, you better forget about all this type of we have to have a little discipline. And um, another area of discipline is to submit to authority in a gracious way wherever you find it. Because that time in a church or in society, the police, traffic rules, Submit to authority. Submit to authority. Because that will smooth all the rough edges in our life. Another aspect of discipline is control your curiosity. Don't, don't be a busybody in other people's matters. You know, there is, I mean, don't be like a woman. A lot of women are like that. You know, the Bible speaks about old wives' tales. Who's getting married to who? Oh, they got married last week. Have she become pregnant already? I'm not interested if they've been married for ten years whether she's pregnant. It's not my business. Don't, don't be like an old woman to go around asking married people, what news? 
Are you a servant of God? Or a gossip? Don't even, don't even have an interest in knowing it in your mind. So many things. Like the many, many things. You want to know what that person is doing and how much, how much he is earning. Why you want to know how much he is earning? So many things people are interested in which you got no concern for them. And then they get up. Prophet is going to speak. In a thousand years God will not give you his word. These are not elders. They are not fit to be elders. Some of them are fit to be women. Some elders should cover their head with a sit and sit in the church because they are women. What all they are interested in knowing? When their mind should be on the word of God. It's all lack of discipline. Be disciplined in your eating. That's one advantage of fasting once in a while. When we get good food, enjoy it. But don't, don't become a slave. See, we all love food and it's very easy to be a slave. And learn, another aspect of discipline is learn to wait for God's time for to give you whatever He wants you to have. And when somebody gives you a job to do, an elder brother gives you a job, some other brother gives you a job to do, can he trust you? I know certain brothers in CFC, if I give them a job to do, I can go to sleep. I know that they will do it. I mean, we may all accidentally forget if somebody has given us a hundred jobs to do. We may forget one of them. I'm not talking about that. We may make mistakes now and then. But there are certain brothers who are hundred percent dependable. And certain, certain other brothers, if I tell them, I don't know whether it will be done. After one week, oh brother, I forgot that completely. Yeah, so then I learn a lesson not to give tasks to such people. There's a saying in the world, if you want to get a job done, give it to the busiest man you can find. He'll do it. If you can't do something, tell the person, Brother, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm busy with a lot of other things. You know, one of the reasons why in that form we have asked, how long do you look up email? Because some people give an email address to people and then they look it up once a month or once in two weeks. That's fine. That's okay. In such cases, it's better to tell people, I don't have email. Don't, don't send me email. Send me a letter. Because that person, that person is waiting for two weeks. He doesn't know that you're looking it up only once in two weeks. 
I would say to all such brothers, cancel your email address, don't give it to other people. Keep it to yourself, but don't give it to other people. Because then if they've got something urgent, they'll telephone you. I really recommend that. If you're not looking up email once in every day or two, don't give your email address to CFC or anywhere else. Totally give your phone number. There is no sin in not looking up email regularly. Nothing wrong in it. But people must know that you don't have time or you don't have the facility or you don't have a computer at home or you're busy, whatever it is. Let people know that so that they don't keep on waiting, 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 waiting for this reply and you have not even seen that what he has sent. See, these are, I tell you from experience I've had for number of months and years with our elder brothers, I'm waiting, 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 waiting for a reply. After one month, I say, oh brother, I didn't look up my email. I said, then why in the world do you give me that address? Why do you give it to CFC? They would have phoned you up and found out the answer. See, this lot of discipline comes out of thoughtfulness about other people. Thoughtfulness. I've got to be thoughtful. How, how will that affect that person? And a lot of people may be much busier than you are. Some things they may want an answer immediately. Systematic prayer and Bible reading is very important. Another aspect of disciplined life. Avoid unnecessary luxuries, buying things which you don't really need. We are in great danger when we have a lot of money to buy whatever we want. When you can afford to buy something and you can deny yourself, it really builds your character. There is a saying in the world that when the nest is made very comfortable, the little eagles don't learn how to fly. So the eagle mother just breaks the nest. Because the eagles have to learn to fly. So, all this ultimately relates to the discipline of my tongue. A disciplined tongue is a very, very important thing in the ministry of the word. The Lord says, if you control your tongue and get rid of all the rubbish, Keep what is precious. Think about what you say. A foolish man utters whatever comes into his mind. He say, Lord, I really want to control my tongue in the areas where I can. Start with, stop asking people all types of unnecessary questions which are not going to help you. Who's marrying who, who's pregnant, etc. 
Just get rid of that. Get rid of it from your heart. Don't don't have any desire to know these things. How much salary somebody is getting and all types of unnecessary details about other people which are not going to help you spiritually. And then you'll find your mind is able to listen to God more. Because I'm not thinking about the ten people who got married, whether they have become pregnant yet. That space in my mind I can now give to God to listen to what He has to say to me. And like that I get rid of all the trash from my mind and I can listen to what God has to put there in place of all this trash. And like that if I cleanse myself, Boy, when I get up to give God's word, all of that riches will start flowing. Discipline in the heart, thoughts, because that's what controls our tongue. So please remember this. To control your tongue, you need to control your thoughts. So, in the day, and if we begin to do that, we'll find gradually we get control over our anger also. Anger is a very serious sin which I found lots and lots of believers have not overcome. Irritation. And that irritation that comes forth in our words. The fruit of the Spirit is self-control. You know, as we seek to power the Holy Spirit to control our tongue, these irritating thoughts may come, but we put them to death. After some time, that snake will die. Because you hit that snake on the head so many times. Then you suddenly discover one particular day you're not even irritated when something goes wrong. Isn't that a wonderful day when that comes in your life? How do you speak to your wives at home? How do you speak to younger brothers in the church? If you don't know how to speak graciously, how can you get up in the pulpit and imagine that you can speak God's word. Is it like a, is it like a switch? Okay, I come to the pulpit, I have to switch on. Now God. And then, now after that, switch off, and now I am going to be myself the rest of the time. It doesn't work like that. So I believe it's because a lot of people are very careless in this area that they don't have God's word in their mouth. This is a very, very, very important area. Many people have lost their ministry just because of the way they use their tongue. When the Holy Spirit baptized people on the day of Pentecost, it is not a hand of fire or a leg of fire, but a tongue of fire on top of that. 
to prove that this is the most important member of the human body which I am going to use in this new covenant age. The devil saw that. Oh, this is the instrument which God is going to use in this age, is it? It's not like the old days where split open Red Seas and kill lions and kill the Philistines. That's all changed now. Oh, this is the tongue, is it? Aha, so I've got to now make sure that all believers don't understand this. Has the devil succeeded? With 99% of believers he has succeeded. I tell you, there are certain good, uh, certain uh, qualities I see in the devil. He is a very smart person. And he's a full-time worker. Day and night. He goes about his job. How to trip up God's people. Imagine if we became like that full-time thinking how to encourage God's people, how to protect God's people. We would really be a match for the devil. It will be full-time worker versus full-time worker. Be one like that for the Lord. Lord, I want to see every possible way whereby this tongue, which is the main instrument, is going to be only for you. I was very interested to see once where Paul is describing the sin of the human race in Romans 3. See, Romans 1, 2 and 3 is first of all a description of the sin of the human race. And uh, he finally concludes in verse 9 or 10, 10 onwards. There is none righteous, no not one. They have all gone aside, verse 12. Nobody who does good. What is the proof? Okay, I will tell you. It's all got to do with their speech primarily. See verse 13. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they, with their tongues they keep deceiving. The poison of asps is under their lips. The mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. And their feet are swift to shed blood. Today we shed blood with our tongue. And destruction and misery are in their parts. You know what we are supposed to use our tongue for? To encourage one another. Hebrews 3.13 Encourage one another every day. See, uh, in the King James Version of the Bible it says, Exhort one another every day. No, exhort. What is it in Tamil there? Three. Buddhist Okay. 
um, here it says in the NASB, encourage one another. So, exhort gives us the impression, give a fellow a correction. En- encourage means say something to lift him up. And our natural tendency is to exhort rather than encourage. How to protect him from sin? Rebuke him, correct him and exhort him. But it says encourage him. That will protect him from sin. I want to tell you my dear brothers I mean I have known many of you for many years there are very few among you less than 5% among you who got a real gift of prophecy but 95% of you can have the gift of encouragement. To say something that will encourage others. When you come to the meeting to think, what can I say to encourage all the young people here who are so discouraged? Or some backslidden person or someone who is facing problems in his home. Seek for the gift of encouragement. Romans 12. These two are two different gifts. That's what I want to show you. He says in verse 6. Romans 12, 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. Some people have prophecy. That's okay. Some people can teach, verse 7. Some pe- uh, verse 7, first part, some people just serve. And then teach. And then verse 8. Some people, their gift is encouragement. See, that's... It's not prophecy. It's a part of prophecy. But they've got only that one part. Seek for that gift. The gift of encouraging people, not only from the pulpit, but in person conversation. I tell you, I have seen Christendom. I believe that is one of the most important gifts required today, more than miracles or healing or anything. Seek it because you can use it all the time. You can meet one fellow for one minute on the road somewhere and you can exercise the gift and go. Let's control our tongues. Let's pray.